Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes it will. October 2 is International Nonviolence Day, and Amnesty had a massive breakthrough this year after 20 years of campaigning against global weapons trade. There is now an international arms trade treaty. Amnesty campaigner Ming Yu has more. Ming, I guess we should start by clarifying what is a multilateral treaty? Sure. Uh, well, a multilateral treaty is what the arms trade treaty is, and that means that there are a range of um, governments that are part of this treaty. Um, it means that um, they have agreed on what they will and will not do when it comes to trading conventional weapons. The, the arms trade treaty that was agreed to by the United Nations earlier this year, that was a historic treaty because it was the first ever global regulation of weapons trade. So prior, previously we've had um, a few regional agreements and a few bilateral agreements, but we've never had a global one that applies to every, like, you know, that can be adopted by every government to ensure that there's a uniform, a consistent and regulated weapons trade to prevent human rights violations. What exactly does happen with this restriction on the trade that we're obviously hoping to see? So the, at the crux of the arms trade treaty was to prevent human rights violations and prevent genocides, uh, crimes against humanity, mass rape, mass killings, those kind of horrific um, incidences that have you know, stained our history. Um, now, it, it is not a ban. So this treaty is focused on regulation. So making sure that weapons don't fall into the wrong hands, making sure that when weapons are used, if a government chooses for it to be used um, or non-state parties um, choose for it to be used, that they don't impact on civilians as much as possible. And we know it sounds, you know, um, I mean, that is the humanitarian kind of intention, that if there is to be a conflict, um, that it is between the two, um, two or more armed groups um, and that uh, human rights violations um, and all the, you know injuries of civilians, rapes of civilians, all those things don't occur. So what that means in, in practical terms is that when a government wants to um, sell or transfer weapons to another country, um, we hope that the government, the exporting government, will assess the situation and assess whether they're trading of the weapons will fuel, will cause or will increase um, human rights abuses by the recipient country. So a, a good case to look at is Syria. Yeah. So we have Russia, which is basically the main arms exporter to Syria. Um, we are, Of course, everyone is clear that there is a crisis happening in Syria where there's um, a lot of violations occurring, um, particularly by the Syrian government on its own people. Uh, Amnesty has documented that, as well as we've documented that some of the armed groups have also been committing human rights violations, yeah. uh, where they are um, attacking and killing um, civilians, where they are attacking um, and torturing um, civilians as well. And so for both, um, both groups, both sides of the conflict, uh, we would under the arms trade treaty, we would be saying that for any government that is looking to export weapons to these to Syria, to either the government or to the armed groups, that they need to understand and assess whether it's going to cause human rights abuses or not. So in the case of Russia to Syria, then 
we've you know actually been saying many times, and a lot of others have been saying to to Russia that that is just fueling um, gross human rights abuses. Yeah, but do you think they'll really listen if the dollar sign is the magic word? It's certainly the dollar sign is very very important to this. Um, the, the global weapons trade amounts to about a hundred billion dollars a year for the next four years. Um, now this treaty is not a perfect you know, um, perfect solution. What it's trying to do is get is, is basically change the status quo. At the moment, very few governments uh, assess whether their weapons trade, their, their sale of weapons, um, whether that will contribute to human rights violations or not. So what the arms trade treaty is, to, is meant to do is to change that status quo. It will take time. It will take a decade, two decades, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's like child labour. Originally, no one really cared whether child labour, you know, was used or not to manufacture goods that we buy every day. Um, but over, you know, a couple of decades, that status quo has changed so that child labour um, is increasingly um, unacceptable and, you know, commercially, it's also not viable. Yeah. Of course, it hasn't changed yet in some countries, but it's um, improved a lot. So if we look at, at the weapons trade, at the moment... Um, we have had really good support from, you know, majority of countries who are backing the Arms Trade Treaty. So from the conception of the Arms Trade Treaty, which is in 2006 to 2013, that's only about seven years for what is a really historic uh, piece of regulation. Yeah. So not only did 155 countries vote yes to have a global arms trade treaty, that's 155 out of 180, they voted yes um, earlier this year. Um, in in March, and then in June, the treaty was open for signature, which basically means that countries can now start indicating if they're serious about this treaty or not. We do have a long way to go, but we have had some of the major weapons exporters, such as the UK, France and Germany, and others um, that have signed the treaty, and our next step is to um, encourage as many of these, particularly the exporters, to ratify it and start changing the status quo. But I was reading that it didn't include chemical weapons. Um, yes. So the treaty, the arms trade treaty, looks at what we call conventional weapons. So the kind of more ordinary weapons of war and conflict, um, guns, bullets, grenades, missiles, um, military and police craft as well, so aircraft, um, naval ships, um, and also land craft. It, it doesn't include things like bans, um, so landmines and cluster munitions, the so cluster bombs. Those have two separate bans um, related to it. And with chemical weapons, there's another um, body of legislation as well. Right. But chemical weapons aren't seen as ordinary weapons of war. Yeah, right. Enforcing it is obviously a major issue, right? Mm. Yep, certainly. And the interesting thing about the Arms Trade Treaty is, whilst, of course, the exporters are really critical, um, it's also the transit countries. So if, uh, for example, um, there's a country that is, you know, doesn't really import or export, but there's a lot of um, ships will stop over. So I think actually a year or two ago, Cyprus was one of those countries where there was a ship from Russia bound for Syria. Um, and, you know, in that situation, say now, Syria, Cyprus has actually signed the arms trade treaty. It hasn't ratified it yet. But so countries like Cyprus, um, once they've ratified it, they can, when a ship comes through their waters um, and docks to, you know, either refuel or just to have a rest, um, and most weapons are actually traded through ships, 
then that country, like Cyprus, could say, hey, we've signed and ratified the arms trade treaty, which means we have the responsibility to not allow the the through journey of cargo that we believe will seriously um, contribute to human rights violations that are likely to be used by people who will commit genocide and mass rape and torture, etc. And that means... As Cyprus or that uh, transit country, we will then turn that ship back. So there is a lot of um, that's why you know this treaty doesn't. I mean, of course, it's important for major exporters like Russia um, to sign, um, but there's also uh, quite a reasonable influence that transit countries um, can have as well. So that's why when I go back to changing the status quo, that's why if we get more and more countries to ratify and put it into law then it will get harder and harder for exporting countries to find pathways to sell on their weapons. Wouldn't it be nice if uh, the treaties could reduce war full stop? For sure. And um, I think the, the arms trade treaty, as I said, is not a perfect solution in itself. It has to act in accordance with other laws that exist, like the Geneva Declaration, which is the international human- humanitarian law, which actually is the set of laws to guide how war is conducted. Yeah. So that arose out of the World War One, World War Two, um, and, and actually there's rules for war, you know? Like, if you really want to have war, yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to do things like minimise collateral damage, minimise impact on civilians, don't target medical facilities, don't target schools. So there is actually conduct for war. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your question of trying to prevent war, definitely the Arms Trade Treaty is meant to help reduce... Um, armed violence and reduced conf- and reduced conflict, um, but it needs to you know um, work in conjunction with other sets of laws and in the end of the day um, enough political will to prevent war from occurring in the first place. Yes, yeah, you know when I think about it, the um, amnesty campaigning over twenty years, it's a wonderful example of how when people believe in something and they join together, they can make a change. Definitely, and you know. Yeah, twenty years is um, is you know it almost is a generation really, and that's the thing about Amnesty and, and other organisations who really believed that we needed a global regulation. You know, we saw the horrors and the traumas that that armed violence causes, and we knew that it could be minimised, it yeah. could be regulated because almost every other product in the world is regulated, from bottled water through to bananas, easily regulated. So why can't we? regulate weapons? Yes. Well, the answer is we can. We just need the political will. And in the last few years, we've really seen the world's governments come to the table and also agree that, yes, we will really work towards uh, proper regulation, better control of when weapons and how weapons are used, and, and work towards minimising armed violence to, you know, basically save lives of millions of people. It's been a long a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. Amnesty campaigner Ming Yu. You can get more details by going to Amnesty's website, amnesty.org, or by going to the Control Arms website, controlarms.org. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, Ban Ki moon said, the world is overarmed and peace is underfunded. Jesus said many radical and life-changing things recorded in antiquity. Like in Luke 6 in the Bible, I say to you, love your enemies, 
do good to those who hate you. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio. Help me please 